what's up everybody thank you guys so much for being here um yeah man it's been wild uh i got a new router last week i don't know if you guys know it was a mess man as if it's not like anyway but buff was on location from a private island uh hotel coming into us live from his room and then uh i had a router die and most of the viewers didn't come back so i purchased a new router dipped into the chicken nugget fund we got a new router and hopefully it'll hang on buff what's up man how you doing i am very well i i ended up doing this i got a new router myself a couple weeks back um during all my tech issues that was one of my last ditch efforts to try and solve the issues so we both got new routers so we should have super internet now <laughs> these routers are just going to be routing like crazy They're, oh yeah so much routing is going to happen <laughs> how you doing man i'm good i'm good um just got back from the gym a little bit ago started my show prep today so excuse me if i'm eating my delicious chicken and green beans i know everyone's jealous with this five-star gourmet meal i got going on here but uh doing that been playing some dmz uh had a hell of a crazy games last night with this justin and man named nobody so we i think we're the pvp kings of dmz so oh, that's kind of where i'm at me you and know, ham how, how about how, how about you how you doing me and ham will come after you i'm <laughs> i'm doing all right man uh justin thank you for the super chest dude don't talk crap about my hat if you guys uh the the podcast listener i am wearing my denver broncos hat finished the season on a win brought brought the brought the total season win to five big whopping five dubs and uh i actually joke around with my friends that i wear my broncos hat so people feel sorry for me like you should just feel bad oh it's a little broncos fan let me hold the door for him you know stuff like that so that's why i wear it but yeah big broncos fan terrible season um how do you how do you do that man like prepping for a show and like changing the diet like that like i have I go to the gym all the time and work out, but I am hopelessly addicted to carbs, man. I can't stop it. How do you do it? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, a lot of discipline. I remember when I first started, like, for my first bodybuilding show back in 2013, it was, like, a really big struggle for the first, like, couple weeks to break that, you know, your lifelong normal eating habits. Took yeah. me a couple weeks to, like, get out of that and the cravings and stuff, but once you get over that hump and you get into like a, a healthier habit, it's just kind of been, it's really easy. Typically I eat really healthy, but I'm in that, I like switched my whole mindset back then, but I do enjoy to indulge <laughs> in my off season as of late. So um, the good thing is I've done it before. So I, I know exactly like to the T the amount of protein, carbs and fats I need to That's cool. get shredded in six weeks. So that's cool. I, I have the hardest time with figuring like out like how much of what I'm supposed to eat because there's mm. I'm just built like built different, I guess, because I'm like such a <laughs> big dude. I'm not like super fat, like but I weigh 300. I'm six, six and 350 pounds. So it's like but I'm I'm not wow. like super fat. So it's like hard to like if I eat like if I go and look for like a normal 2000 calorie diet, like I am going to literally pass <laughs> out. Like if I, and yeah, I'm yeah. dead. So I have, I have the hard, I have the hardest time with that, but, and then, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope everything goes all right today. The, the show is going to be pretty fun. It's going to be a quick shots episode, as you can tell. So you're going to, you're going to be hearing a lot of this. Everybody get excited. I might put on the cowboy hat. I might not. Um, That's my favorite sound, honestly. Dude, I've been up since like 6 a.m. too, so good luck, everybody. I got up. I had to go out and work in the field today and uh, measure some rivers, so I've been like 
out and about and driving around since like six. And then I also uh, scratched my nose. I was climbing a stream bank and like a twig went in my eye and scratched my nose. And the makeup team, it's kind of in the shithouse too with the production team. The makeup team didn't even get this when I was in makeup before we went live. They didn't even, they didn't even cover up my scratches on my nose. You honestly can't even see it. It looks, it looks like a, like a shadow. Uh, you can barely see it. If I do, if I do that, yeah, barely, barely, right. barely noticeable. So I'm also not only am I looking for a new production team, I'm also going to be looking for makeup artists. So <laughs> you guys are into that. I, we we'd love to have you here on the program. Um, but yeah, man, it's been wild the weekend with gaming. Uh, this weekend I actually, uh, had some friends out and we went, uh, we went deer hunting and we were able to get a couple deer. So that was pretty cool. Um, I was able to harvest a deer with my, uh, suppressed lever action. So that was really neat. Um, nice. then got her all, uh, processed and the meat already and stuff to eat. That's what I had last night with some fresh venison. So that was pretty cool. And then, um, played some games, dude. The degens in in multiplayer chat in S and D, it's getting worse. Like it's get it's getting worse. Like First how pe- how people talk. Shadow ban up. My shadow. shadow oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Last week I was shadow banned. No, now I'm good. I'm out of shadow okay. ban jail. Justice okay. has been served. I need to thank everyone in the hashtag free crash movement. We're back. I'm I'm in normal people lobbies again, <laughs> and it is nice. It's a lot nicer uh, playing search and destroy. Um, besides the comms apparently dude, right <laughs> these people they talk to other people like that i can't believe how people are so like i i like like intelligent trash talking like at the end of a game a lot of times people will be like get out of my lobby and it's like dude the game's over we're all leaving the lobby like, <laughs> and i just like make like screw with people like that and then the people that i like, go outside and touch grass or something like it's like dude it's 11 p.m it's dark outside like i just love screwing with people but we we had a game it was 6v5 was 6v5 we were down a person and it was a really close game and we lost by one round we lost five to six and i was like man good job guys like really good game at the end and i was like being super nice i was like you guys played well great game and this Mm -hmm. guy just laid into me dude like like i hope you don't wake up in the morning go kill yourself like all this stuff I'm like, what? Like, I mean, and it's all like that. Like, I'm I'm out there trying to spread kindness, and this guy, and I'm like, I was like, no, actually, what I'm probably gonna do, I'm probably gonna go to bed, and forget this ever happened. That's what my plan is. <laughs> so yeah, dude, it's been, it's getting worse. I don't know. I I, know. I really haven't been playing any multiplayer. I've just been on the DMZ train. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely toxicity there too. Usually, I'd say like when I have proxy chat on, normally you talk to people and they're like really friendly. But sometimes you get like we had a couple bad games where like teams just came after us and we're like, yeah, fuck you. Like they were there was like a team of six uh, camping the last extract, like the very final final one, and it was out on the boat that uh, in the harbor area and so there's literally like one way out there is a small bridge and they were all just extract camping it hard and uh they killed justin and i so there's two of us and there's like six or more of them 
And they're like, yeah, you guys suck. You, you know, F you, F you, and called us. And I'm like, dude, what? Like, it's the final extra. What are you doing? Like, just sick of you guys camping this. And we're coming in and saying, friendly, friendly, friendly. So after that, I mean, we've had some people like shit talk us. So, I mean, last night we just, I think we all had enough. And we were just like, we're killing everybody. <laughs> so we, and we did just that. I think we killed every player in the lobby a couple of times. So, you know, that's the beauty of like, and that's what I like about DMZ is like the proxy chat. If someone's toxic, you're like, well, you're going to have fun going back to the lobby in two seconds. <laughs> it's, it's good yeah. stuff. But yeah, people are called, called community. So toxic dude, especially like the line go outside and touch grass. It's like, man, like, do you just read every tweet from Charlie Intel? Like come up with something more original. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it when they start like listing off all these like sayings that everybody says, like your dog water, get good, get shit on like all this stuff. And it's like, my buddy Ham will be like, "Have you been practicing that? Like, yeah. you have a, do you have a, do you have a note on your like sticky note on your monitor that you practice all these things? Just like, on Twitter all day long, have reading, them ready to go, reading posts from people. Yeah, so ridiculous. Have like, come ready. up with your own insult for God's sakes. I remember back in the original Modern Warfare two two thousand nine, I think all we had was Facebook then, right? So it's just like, you know, my shit talk game was strong, and you actually had to like come up with insults and not, you know, reiterate what your favorite streamer or Twitter account was saying. So, you know, yeah. And now nobody needs to think for themselves anymore. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, think I love your, your experience in that and your chats. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the, I love the, uh, like the actual intelligent, funny trash talk though. And it's like mm -hmm. just out of, just randomly somebody says something mean, and you're like, dude, I bet you have such a low credit score. Like just the most random weird burns and stuff. It's so funny. I, I, I don't get where people. I mean, do what? I was gonna say the good old like witty banter has. Yeah, has that's what I like. Stuff. That's what's really yeah. fun. And then it just like as soon as soon as you stump them, like as soon as you like get them where they don't have a comeback, it's just transphobic, racial, just trash. <laughs> yeah. It's like you got to yeah. mute everybody because yeah, it's like you can you can typically exactly. tell you can typically tell like the the intelligence level when they start they yeah. instantly go to like racist it's like, it's like what are you talking about dude <laughs> yeah we were playing with one of our one of our community members i think is i forgot where he's from somewhere in, in the eu um and they were like they were like oh you met you like saying racial stuff about mexicans and he's like i'm not even mexican and it's like you guys got wrecked and you're just like going to racial slurs it's like jesus like I'm sorry you didn't graduate middle school, but come on now. My favorite, my favorite part is like when I talk and say something like great round or something. And the guys are like, dude, you sound so fat. And I'm like, how, how can you even know by listening to a person's voice? If they're fat, like it, it's so weird. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll ask him that. And then it just, it goes downhill. It goes downhill. Like nothing ever good comes from it. And then at the end, I'm like, well, I hope, I hope you have a great evening and a great weekend. And then they don't know what to do. It's just funny. get so pissed off. It was we. It was funny the other day. I was doing DMZ with man and nobody, and this solo was pushing us. And we had all we had proxy on. We're like, dude, we, like we don't need to fight. Like and send him invites. Didn't say a word. And then, like he kept coming after us, and we like we killed him. He still didn't say a word. And like after we we downed him and killed him, he then he like swears at us and leaves. And it's like, dude, like what? He said like you suck like bitch or something like that it's like 
We tried to talk it out and send you invites, and you didn't say a word with Proxy on the whole time, and then you insult us because you lost a gunfight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's on you, dude. That's that's the other thing too. And man, you get everything in SND, dude. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. so, we I'm need bad. new maps and COD so bad. But I'm still like listening to people. It's just it's been fascinating to study how like dumb people are in that. Because like <laughs> the other thing is like you'll have a close match, and they won't say anything until like the last round when they win right because they they're scared they're gonna lose and then they're yeah. like oh you suck you're trash and i'm like good game <laughs> like good job and like oh you're terrible i'm like you you want a video game match that no one's gonna remember in 10 seconds like good job man like good job it's it's great i love it i love it good we're awesome good yeah it's good stuff man cloud community is uh really really mature it's good stuff yeah they're pretty amazing um <laughs> very unique so yeah i think that's what we've all been up to um so the today's episode we we're putting it together and uh it seems like there's just like a lot of little topics all around like the industry to talk about so everyone's favorite segment of the show anyway is the quick shot episode where we cover short faster stories so we have a lot of them everybody get excited today's episode is all about the quick shots you ready for the first one I'm ready. It kind of ties into what we're talking about. But I wanted to talk about um, the state of Call of Duty real quick um, before we get into it. I have a couple of, uh, I have a clip or two to show um, about what, what I've been experiencing. Um, but yeah, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, DMZ and also uh, Building 21. Maybe a cheater, potentially, allegedly, okay, a cheater problem. <laughs> maybe yeah i can I'll, i can maybe send you the clip on on discord i don't know if it's uh if it'll be if you'll even be able to show it here but i'll set it regardless so you can watch it later but um it's a it's kind of a crappy clip because i took it i took it off my i just like recorded my software off my phone <laughs> or on my phone so it's a it's a thing I put on from my phone, but it yeah the 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 cheating has been like building twenty one yesterday we were it was the, Justin and I and uh, we took one of his buddies into building twenty one for the first time and like we were pretty geared up and stuff and this dude just blatant hardcore uh, wall hacking and aimbot and just like comes around like sprints around the corner we're holding positions and like I doubt his buddy and he just like snaps onto my head like twitch 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 snapping everywhere snaps onto me and kills me when i'm down and like runs out and it was just it was just so ridiculous and i've seen a few of that in in regular amazra and uh dmz and warzone and in the, i've seen it a couple times at building 21 so it's just like super sketchy and sometimes you get a lot of like sketchy you get killed oddly and it doesn't give you a kill cam i noticed that in warzone too and it's like well you know that was a really sketchy way i just died and it's even weirder that there's no kill cam for some reason so i don't know i don't know what's up with that i hope the anti-cheat i mean to be fair i think it's relatively really really good but when building 21 i mean that's something what we did for that yesterday is like it took us like we played like almaz or dmz for a couple hours to get you know our stuff all of our weapons back um get three play carriers gas masks, stem pistols, and get his, you know, Justin's buddy geared up and ready to go too. 
and then we took him over for the first time and like you know two minutes in we run into a, a, a hacker just hardcore hacking so it's just like cool we just we just played for a couple hours to get ready for this and it's just we just lost everything instantly to a hacker great <laughs> yeah really really frustrating that sucks it's like tarkov too that's why tarkov cheaters are so frustrating is because mm -hmm. that when you when you die in there you lose everything i don't think it's quite mm -hmm. as bad in dmz to lose well i mean you probably have some key cards and stuff that's pretty brutal to lose then you're starting yeah, over but with you, your best you can get a lot of that back pretty easily i think it's just yeah it's more frustrating because it's like you really can't go in building 21 without three plates and your weapon in a self-revive so you know when you when that happens you're like jesus okay well now we can't go back in we need to go get like three plate carriers and stuff like that yeah yeah it's like rough but not quite as rough as tarkov like if you have no, like your last rough, flash yeah. driver gpu or you get killed yeah, by a yeah. cheater it's like yeah it's like instantly stop playing and do something else 100 yeah. percent of the time it <laughs> yeah. hurts really bad um yeah so i've been yeah i'm just at the point where i've been playing um a decent amount of multiplayer still um still having fun with my friends on uh search and destroy just the competitive teamwork tacticalness of it um but i'm just becoming painfully aware of like how far on the back burner multiplayer is for for infinity ward um like no no new maps and we still we still have another month um like on the battle pass so that's presumably when we're gonna get season two it's just like i dude, think it's february 1st i think is the the confirmed date and I, for season I mean, two i think i think there's like a there's there's like a comparable a comparable number to previous call of duties as far as like multiplayer map counts goes but the, mm -hmm. just the diversity is so lacking because most of them, like a decent amount of them are just cut up from Almazra. So it's like right. the settings and stuff are so bland. Like you're in a desert, like on, like it feels like 80% of the maps. And then you have a couple maps that are like, like farm 18 and stuff that are kind of like their own standalone thing. But dude, like it's getting, the maps are getting pretty bland to play. And we, we started backing out of the border crossing one because of the exploding cars. Like, oh I yeah, can, I can see, it, especially in search. Dude, I can see in search that's really be, bad. Yeah. Because you know why? Every single round the cars reset. Oh so, my god! So you get so that's basically terrible. what what teams are doing in there is a couple of them will have javelins and then they'll have the perk with extra lethals and restock mm -hmm. and they'll just sit in the back of the map and throw nades and throw javelins and blow up cars and kill everybody. And it's like I can't even I just can't like spamming it. a grenade under some grenade launcher yeah be like that'll blow a car up too yeah that's wild you and it, that's tough because i'm sure the objectives are in the middle of the car so it's a you can't you have to go <laughs> yeah you can't just stay on the outside you have to be in the center yeah you have to pretty much go go in there but what's really funny is like everybody like a lot of people in search have their open mics so you'll get into the lobby and you'll hear the other team like oh back out back out not this map <laughs> <laughs> like every so everybody's everybody's doing it it wouldn't be that bad if they if they made the cars like not renew every round at S and D or just be mm -hmm. exploded from the beginning or just be inert, mm -hmm. like, and then fighting through those cars and stuff would be kind of fun. But yeah. yeah, multiplayer, multiplayer is in bad need of maps. And I'm, I'm sure the reasoning is like a lot of the developers are on leave for holidays or whatever, but some of the bugs are just still chilling. Like they've been there a long time. Like, I don't know if you have this on console, um, but the, 
when people talk, you know how it shows their names, like red or white, depending on they're on your team, it shows their name on the screen. If you're playing multiplayer, yeah, right. your first match, whatever, whoever's names pop up, stay there the rest of the time you play. So you restart your game. So the names are like always on your screen. Yeah, that happens on console too. Like in DMZ, if I have proxy on, I'll get I'll get names stuck there until I re until I restart the game. Yep. Same thing. Literally unplayable. I'm kidding. Not it's not that bad, <laughs> but it's it's like to like a semi OCD person, like it's a little like it's a little annoying to have that on your screen all the time. It's definitely um, tough because I'm like, is that is that person? Because I don't, I forget what the people I don't pay attention to what anyone's names are. So I'm like, and I won't. It's like small and it's on the left hand side of the screen on console. I'm sure it's the same with you because I mean at least at least that's where it is in DMZ. So like sometimes I'll be playing and not and I'll be like, are these? Is this actual proxy going on right now or is this right. stuck there for the last game? And then. And then in in S and D, if you're playing with randos, you have no idea which one of them's talking because like the names are from like four games ago. So you have to be right. looking at the scoreboard when they talk. So I guess it's more of an issue than I thought. But like, yeah, you have to be looking at the scoreboard to see where the microphone lights up to see what's up. And it's just yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. And I'm still I'm still of the opinion that this this game has some of the worst netcode like of any shooter in a long time. Like rivaling the Battlefield releases just from <laughs> like the packet loss and like mm -hmm. with my with my net doomer router when you connect you can see like you can see like tick rates and ping and stuff like all over the place and and all that stuff like yeah that, that's that's annoying and i think it, i'm looking at it this way is like everyone really just got back from vacations last week and this week really so all that stuff that we saw for season for season one was pre-planned and ready to go a long time ago. And I think it was mostly on like an automate, you know, they would launch it. It was probably on an automated schedule. So the times and all that stuff would, it would launch very manual work. So I think, I think what we'll be seeing for season two is definitely more multiplayer maps and uh, things like that. Cause I'm sure they've already been working on those prior to the holiday. <clears throat> But I think the main their main focus, I think, going into the holiday season was getting the game, uh, getting Warzone out, getting DMZ out, and all that stuff, so everyone could go on vacation. The game was at least at least in like a, a you know think about um, a couple of years ago the Cold War launch. They left us with that that uh, DMR Mac Ten meta for like three months, and they and they dumped that on us right before the holidays, and they were just gone, and <laughs> it was terrible. So. I think they, it sounds like they that was their main concern is making sure everything's in a good, balanced, mostly playable state. Come back for the holidays last week and, and like this week now, people are probably still rolling back into the office. So I would expect a lot more, hopefully, multiplayer maps. <clears throat> but I hear what you're saying is, you know, the maps we got last time, I think we got Shipment and Shoe House, but those, are, those were like easy, right? I think those were easy maps for them to put in. They're just from twenty nine. They're all the yeah. shipments forever. Twenty nineteen has yeah, it's been there forever. Yeah, exactly. And shoe house, but the one thing I mean, I would really like to see more maps ported over from like campaign. Honestly, I think there was the campaign had some really cool maps. I'd like to see uh, work their way in as well. Which I don't really think we are there any multiplayer maps from the campaign. I really don't think so off the top of my head. Not that right? I can, not that I can think of. Which is strange because <laughs> twenty nineteen had some from from the campaign at least so i'd like to see more of that i think that would be really cool and, and mix it up hopefully that's what what's up for season two um 
we'll have to wait. I think season two is going to be really telling about the future, about like especially the content, yeah. uh, what they bring in with it. Because you got to, I think the the lull and everything is obviously due to the holidays. But is it? We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I've been, and I, I guess it just it's been a it's been a harsh uh, reality for me because this is the first COD I've gotten into the multiplayer in a while. Right. And it just feels like multiplayer is strictly the place to work on camo challenges. So you have everybody mm -hmm. doing prone, you have everybody doing long shot. That's another reason I can only play S and D. That's like the only game mode that people actually play the game mode. Like all the respawn game modes, everyone's doing camo challenges, or they're just trying to level up guns for uh, Warzone and DMZ. So, and that's like multiplayer used to be like everybody would play the match and want to win, and now it's just like it's a place for challenges and leveling up guns kind of a little bit sad for for multiplayer fans but uh snd yeah. is still fun people try to win um and play the objective and that's pretty fun um a lot of different ways to play is why i've been enjoying it but i'm i'm scared i i'm scared that more people are into dmz um which is great it's a definite success story this game um and then yeah. Uh, Warzone 2 needs a lot of love. There's a lot of people kind of disenfranchised with how it's playing. I'm not even that into playing it either with like just mainly the netcode problems for me um, on on Warzone 2 are what's keeping me from enjoying it. And then... I haven't, um, I haven't played in a few weeks myself. Yeah, it's kind of whatever. There's not a lot to do in there. Like I feel, I feel kind of bad for the content creators that are like... All they have to do is chase nukes. Like, that's the only content because it's not tracking stats. So, like, the wind grinders and stuff. Right. Like, it's not you even keeping know. track of stats yet. So, it's, I've seen, like, we're going to try to get a nuke with every gun or we're going to try to get a nuke with our that's right arm tied to high minor back. Or, like, I see. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to try to get a nuke while with blindfolded, like, all this right. stuff. Right. Like, that's all I see. I see, yeah, it's on Twitter, like, every day. And I, for me, the, the main thing, I mean, I would, I, I really, enjoyed verdansk because you know the warzone content i was able to make there and just i mean just getting in and playing with buddies it was early early warzone one had like a special feel to it i think warzone 2 it, i i really really enjoy it but the thing that kills me is that and we talked about it before is that those last circle pulls are just it really it makes it like okay we've done all this stuff and now it's just literally up to chance like we can't you know, my whole thing in Warzone One in the early days, especially with a lot of my my content for that, was like I'm going to out position and out position people is you know key because taking taking that mindset over from Tarkov is what I did. I was like, you know, you always want to fire, reposition. It's all about positioning, and it worked well because the circle movements were not so drastic uh, in that game. And then here in Warzone Two, you you can do all of that, but it's worth it's all worth nothing at the end of the game because then you got to shift all the way over 1300 meters and you got to go through every other team which is in buildings instead of just a more reasonable pull it just really it really messes the experience up for me and makes it hard to get excited about playing because you it really in my mind just comes down to like pure luck in the rotations at the end yep i agree um just real quickly um i guess hmm, i guess since we're talking about it and we, we covered DMZ and you talked about building 21. A lot of people mm -hmm. are digging DMZ. Mm -hmm. What do you think DMZ needs to go forward? Like as it's a beta, like what features would you yeah. add in season two that would get you fired up to keep playing? 
Yeah, I think the the main thing is there needs to be some sort of stash. I really like. I think the weapon stash they have, the key stash is there. That's all really good. You need like a gear stash, so you need to be able to have at like a stash for like different plate carriers. So if I, because you fill your backpack up with different things, like if I were to bring out another backpack I found or a plate carrier, that's all gone when you leave the game. You don't bring that out. So if I had a stash for but it should be limited, right? You can't, you shouldn't be able to hoard like 35, three plate carriers. I think you should be, have a limit on certain items so I can bring out and put maybe five, three plates in my stash, uh, like six, two plates, uh, maybe a few handful of self revives and self revive pistols, things like that to be able to bring back in because you get so much of it throughout the raid and to not be able to bring it out and, and have it to go back in um it makes it tough because you can go in you could be doing like some some of your your faction missions there and say you don't want to bring in your uh your slotted weapon and you're just like say like the one that i just recently did was i think 28 kills on the train i can do that with any any low level gun and let's say the game before i came out with a large backpack and a three play carrier maybe i don't you know i ideally i don't want to bring that in with me on a solo run where I'm doing some missions because if I die, I lose it. Then I got to find them again. Um, so I think like a stash like that would be my first thing that I think is the first and, and most important for me. I, I would agree. like to see like different, different, different missions, uh, things like that. But uh, I mean, the other stuff, I think if you, if you threw out things in a chat, throughout things, I would be like, Oh yeah, I, 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 that's exactly what I was talking about. But the main thing that comes in my head every time is there needs to be some sort of inventory stash. Yep, one hundred percent. Because just like you said, when you when you die when you die in uh, building twenty one, it's like crap. Right. Now we got to go to Almazer and get gear and stuff. So mm -hmm. what would be cool is how they have it set up where building twenty one's live on the weekends. It's like during the week we're doing our Almazer runs. We're filling up our stash, and I like what you said. Having a finite amount, you can't have like a hundred vests or whatever maybe like five or right. ten something like like a good number of not a ton you, and just like the keys have a limit have a limit on the vests and the selfs and stuff like that so then you do it's like okay we're geared up this week playing with your friends in the evening and then the weekend hits and it's like all right we're running deep, we're running building 21 so then you suit up and you go in and you die and then you, you're able to keep running 21 without having to yeah. go back and do all that exactly. that would be like, nice yeah because if you die on building 21 it's not the end of the world, but really, you can it, the. I mean, you can go in if you have a colored key card. You can go in and do some zero to heroes like pretty easily. That's not a problem. But if you don't have a key card, <laughs> then I was doing some solo runs in there the other day just to see what I could do. And I mean, the AI is no joke there. Like those shadow company bot AI will will wreck you pretty hard if you don't have a self res. Like, forget it. So to be able to just okay we died let's you know let's put this stuff in right we get this stuff out of our inventory and go that would just make it so much better because like you said and i adjusted in chat um you know when we die like that it's like crap okay well we don't have any key cards uh let's we got to go on a loot run not only do you need to go on a loot run you need to get you know your three plate vest ideally a backpack self-res but you also need to get a lot of missions done and get a lot of cash and deposit them in dead drops to reduce your your timer to get your slotted weapon back. So that's another thing is like, crap, we just died. Okay, we have a two-hour cooldown, so we got to just get a crap ton of money and start depositing it in, in right. dumpsters, you know? So Yeah, that 
I, I get that for sure. The other thing I've seen a lot about is a flea market and I'm like, I'm super against it. Um, just because I'm not really that fired up on how it changed Tarkov. Um, I've talked about it a little bit before, but I think it, it really turns the game into literally only a money generator. If you can buy anything, you get like zero hype on finding anything cool. Um, cause you can just yeah. buy it. Um, I don't, it, it, I, I don't go ahead. And, and it, and it really, really rewards. It really rewards the players, um, who have more time to play. One of the charming and awesome things about DMZ is it's not as hardcore as other looter shooters where some of the best stuff you can have is a gun and a self revive and a three armor vest and everybody can get that. So it's, and you can be, you know, playing with the chads that get to play all week. They get to play every single night. So if you only get to play mm -hmm. once in a while, that's one of the coolest things about DMZ is they did it a little bit different than Tarkov where everybody has a chance um, to win gunfights. Right. And I, I really like that. And I think if you had it to where people could just grind money, you would really start to see an advantage swinging towards the people that can play more, just like in Tarkov as a flea market. If you can play a lot, if you have your traders unlocked, you can buy meta guns. Um, it doesn't matter if you die. If you have, I've seen people with, you know, 50, 60 million rubles. It doesn't matter. You just build another yeah. one. You buy all the best ammo. You have the best armor and you just right. run and you just, and then, God forbid if some little Timmy's trying to do a quest and you have all these guys Done. with that play all the time Done. that just roll around the map and take everybody out. So I, yeah. I I think not having a flea market is a good thing about DMZ. But I might be in the minority, but I have a whole I, lot of reasons, yeah, but that's the main reason. Yeah, no, I agree. And I was I was gonna say like, I don't know what the flea, I don't know what purpose the flea market would serve in DMZ because what are you gonna buy and sell well, that you other, can't find? You know, the other I, thing I, I would love to see. The other thing I would love to see is I would love to see two things. I would love to see crafting come back that we saw in the campaign. Yes. Make yep. more make more of those items worth something. And then I mm -hmm. think having lootable attachments would be really cool. So you could do yeah. zero to hero to where um like if you picked a gun up off of an AI off Alcatala, yes, then yes. you could pick up like you find a red dot, slap it on there. You find a and you could turn to guns and you could like start to build stuff in the game. And it would make I'm just looking for those moments where Right now, like the jumper cables and the bald water and like mm -hmm. all that stuff, it's just money. Like the name of it is meaningless. But if you right. had it to where there was like only craftable items and you super needed that stuff, you would start to get those feelings like in Tarkov when you find a graphics card. Like right. you find a graphic, you're like, oh shit, I, I got to get out of here. Like I got to be careful. And there's not a lot of that feeling. There is if you're doing a mission, but there's not a lot of that feeling in DMZ. And I think... Having like having crafting and then lootable attachments you could put on crappy guns would be mm -hmm. would be pretty cool. It'd be fun to go in with like just a pistol, take out take out an Alcatala, and then put their attachments on like their RPK and build a cool gun and find these attachments. And then when you start doing that, you start turning raids into like stories, and yeah. that's when it gets good. Like right, I like and you tell your buddies the next day. It's like, dude, I went to I went to. Uh, I went into a raid in Alcatala and I took out these AI and I fought another team and I took some attachments off his gun. And like you do all this stuff and it starts to turn into like this story as it unfolds and every raid yeah. is different. I would love yeah, to And that's it. cool because it's like, okay, I found these attachments for this gun. This is actually a really good build. I'm going to start like using this. I think that's that's definitely a must. And uh, Strike and Storm in chat brings up a good point too. Like things that aren't really there's no need for and like you said just those money items uh 
things that, that he brings up here are aspirin and bandages. And I was just having a conversation uh, with Justin the other night. I think, like, I hope they do something with bandages. Like, it would be cool to, like, aspirin, aspirin and bandages to, you know, have be able to apply. We've seen the bandage animation. To be able to, right. to use those somehow, if there's some sort of, like, health regen, they do something with that down the road. Uh, to be able to, to u- use those items would be really cool. And uh, I do see some other chatter here in chat uh, about uh, the risk reward if you just have a, a stash full of three plates. And I think that's why if there is a stash, it needs to be limited per item. Like three plates, maybe you should only have be able to be allowed two to three of the, those three plates in there. Maybe a few more two plates, but you shouldn't be able to to have a lot of plate carriers or, or selfers. They should be limited, but to have a small stash of those types of things um even be able to bring out attachments to put them in your stash i think that would be be cool and, and the main thing there i do like i do like i mean the gunfights i think feel really good when you I mean, especially when you run into guys with two plates and things like that it's, they're easier to kill especially with snipers um you don't want a situation where everyone on the map has three plates so there's got to be a limit on, limit on things in the stash for for sure but i think yeah like you those are everything we just talked about there i think would be a great long-term goal and I'm, I'm definitely excited to kind of see what they do with uh this rumored smaller map that's coming in season two and the new battle royale map somewhere down the, the road are they going to bring back for dance play that and dmz would be fun um and also with building 21 i think like we've already done everything to do on building 21 we extracted the weapons case um from there six times more than six times at this point we've just done it more time more times for fun um so really there's nothing else for us to do in there unless hey we have key cards we're going to go in just get more more high tier weapons because the the shadow company guys drop a lot of high tier weapons so you can boost up your your weapon inventory by doing that or just we're going to go in and kill players (laughs) it's really the only thing left to do so to add more to it um would be cool yeah and the other thing you're running into is Almost everybody who plays a decent amount is getting up to that 250 level cap. So it's like you're getting right. a ton of XP like for no reason. So it feels right, right. It feels kind of lackluster at this point. Which I just noticed I just noticed that was a cap like last night. I know I don't haven't paid attention to my level at all. I'm like, oh, I'm still 250. Huh? That's got <laughs> I guess there's a there's a cap I didn't yeah, even like, notice. Man, it must take a lot of XP to get to 251, <laughs> man. Yeah. I w- I honestly never look at my rank. I, I don't even care. And I I never really care. The rank is just such a weird thing to me, especially from like coming from the older I mean, Call of Duty games. It's like prestige. Like, why would I prestiged a bunch back in the day? But also, there's a, there's a point where I'm like, why would I? Yeah. You gotta get really bored to prestige. It's like I have everything I need, so why am I gonna prestige? But yeah, it, gets, it does serve a purpose and it's fun for sure. It but. doesn't mean much other than, especially with the new system, other than you just play a decent amount. Like, yeah, it's really what it is. Yeah. Which is weird. In Tarkov, it kind of means something. Like, if you see level 40-somethings, it's like, oh. Shoot, yeah. Because they had to exactly. do a lot to get there, but, yeah. We we suck at quick shots. That wasn't very quick. <laughs> it was a long shot. But I, I, do, shot. I just want to add, I know we talked about really quick. I'll just, to, to your point, the flea market. And I think the flea market is, there's no reason for that in, in DMZ. And you look at Tarkov, everything that the intricacy of Tarkov, especially just like, Oh, I need, I, I want to build like this really cool weapon. I don't have the trader levels or the traders don't have it. I need to get it off the flea market. I haven't found it a raid. And you get like, I would, I would, you, you can build your weapon and then um, 
like link search or whatever or so, and it'll show it in the flea market and you can buy everything you need for the weapon that you just build and typically that's the traders won't have it so um there's a purpose for it in tarkov i feel whether whether they took it too far or not but dmz there's just really no need for any sort of flea market and maybe if they did crafting but even then i would argue the stuff i said earlier about yeah how it just not... it just it just gives a massive advantage to people who are able to play a lot more right but i don't think there's like the depth there to 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 warrant such a system honestly right yet i mean who knows what they'll do with it but tarkov is a very very in-depth game <laughs> yeah so, it's a different deal that's why dms that's why dmz needs to go in a different direction and i think it will they've obviously taken yeah. and people people are like crash is not the same thing tarkov's way different quick compared to tarkov well they've <laughs> obviously taken tarkov inspiration you can see it with some 100%. of the quests you can yeah. see it building 21 essentially looks like labs you can see it they even call people right. pmcs like it's like just stop okay get some help stop <laughs> yeah i look Definitely forward inspiration i look forward to your letters um <laughs> so yeah it's just it needs to go in a different way and i i think they're smart enough to know that um i think they'll know yeah they are as i think they i think they have a good idea where they want to go with this um i think we'll oh. start seeing so, a lot in season two i was going to show you um, I, when I mentioned I had clips, it wasn't it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> I actually saw this on Twitter. Um, it was Crim Six, the pro player. Um, this is exactly what I'm talking about uh, when I talk about how the netcode feels horrible. Um, and th this had quite a bit of traction. And of course, it had the tinfoil hats talking about skill based hit reg. Um, oh my god! That's, that's, but that's this this song, clip but... this clip is really rough. Um, I'll just explain it really quick if you're on the podcast. Uh, Krim, here's this guy coming up the ladder, and he has a Rao LMG, which even full plates is like a three-shot kill, at, especially at that range. And he's shooting him as the guy climbs up the ladder, is oh. able to pull out his AK-74 and headshot Krim 6. And it started, since he's a professional player, it started this skill-based hit reg thing, which I really don't think that's happening. In this clip, you can see... What I think is happening is I think the servers are still just absolute trash. I don't know if it's netcode. I don't know if it's servers. I'm not a professional. I'm a stooge. I'm an idiot on the internet. However, if you watch this clip and you watch his ping, yeah, you can see his ping dancing around. Not 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 uncommon. Not not bad. Um, like twenty one to thirty something. But right before that gunfight, what you see is the numbers always moving. Right before that right. gunfight, it freezes. It freezes mm. at twenty one. And then after the gunfight, he dies. Then the ping starts moving again. It's like the, the server freezes and all those packets, some of them made it, some of them didn't. All right. those packets hit and it declared the other guy the winner. I had a lot of those issues. I remember back in Warzone 1 initially too. It's like I can never win gunfights because every time you went got into a gunfight, it seemed like it seemed like this is what happened. And I will say, ladders, there's something weird with ladders, man. People, people you can see it from the kill cam and, and also his pov here with the rail like if you've ever been watching a ladder for some reason people like fly up a ladder as soon as they get to the top they like super speed up <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like you can't shoot them it's crazy so there's definitely something going on specifically with like i think whatever is going on in the back end with like the code animations all that stuff because like people will come up a ladder and get their gun out like that all the time on you me. camp so in I, ladders I, buff I, I can't do ladders i really i really think there's something weird with ladders in this in this game specifically because that happens all the time it happened in, la in the last game too like people if you 
go up a ladder on a player, you're all, I feel like you're at an advantage most of the time. It's, it's happened to me so much. I'll be watching. I mean, he's at a, he's at an on angle too, but he even pre-fires. I've been right in front of the ladder and started shooting and this the dude like does a neo matrix like super teleportation goku instant transmission and kills me i'm just like whoa you know it's it's so there's definitely something going on with on on the back and i 100 agree i don't know if it's the animation of the ladder and everything just not syncing upright or what but that's right k-dog skill-based ladders oh um, skill-based ladders dude. skill-based everything it, it might be something the only th- one thing i thought of is like that's a weird animation and i, I wonder if like the hitbox decouples from like the the model or something weird's going on with the hitbox while they're in that animation maybe or something weird i don't know but yeah when you get up when you get to the top of the ladder you're like oh i'm free and you can like lunge like six feet forward i get it yeah it's, it's weird yeah you get pretty excited when you climb a ladder apparently you got a little extra boost everybody yeah i think you're like in, you're like invincible or something i don't know, I don't know. it's, <laughs> it's I've, I've had that happen so many times it's crazy it's uh, the ladder animation protection. Like you get spawn protection for a little bit. Like there's the ladder one. Yeah. It's I a thing. What it is, man. We figured it out. Don't even worry about it. We know what's up. But I'll um, be trying to put it pretty soon. That's right. Um, so I guess I guess we should probably get back to actually a quick shot episode. We lied to everybody <laughs> for that. I'd like to apologize. Again, that's on the production team. Okay. The production team here is trash. They try to put together the show every week. And they tell me, they're like, Crash, this is sweet. Not a lot's going on, but there's a lot of little stories. I think you should do a quick shot episode because everybody loves the sound. I'm like, I agree. That sounds pretty good. But we talked way too long about that. He has no idea what's going on. Production team's trash. Are you ready for the next one? Damn right, I'm ready. I'm going to play the sound. (laughs) Up next on episode 51 of The Scope, we're going to talk about some stuff. Um, The next thing is... Um, it sounds like there is a new Xbox show program uh, coming January 25th. Insider Gaming reports some rumors floating around. Crash, why should we care about an Xbox showcase? I'm going to tell you after I pour my tea. There's a couple games that, that are coming out for Xbox ex- exclusivity that are shooter-like. And we're going to talk about one a little bit more in depth. And that is Redfall and Starfield. Um, so what's going on here is the game should to be so... Set to be shown. Set to be shown. Our uh, <laughs> Redfall, Forza Mor- Gee, Buffs, man. Maybe you should read this. Forza Motorsport and Minecraft Legends. Buffs, big Minecraft fan. Uh, Zinimax oh, Online yeah. Studios also expected to have stuff. Uh, one of the games that may not make an appearance is the hyped Starfield game, which I just talked about. Cool. I'm doing great. Um, According to Corden, the Xbox Developer Direct event will be a more intimate look at some upcoming exclusives. Starfield, he says, might not be shown, save for a larger scale event. It's an excuse to talk about Starfield. Starfield looks absolutely wild. Um, but yeah, we could see a little bit more about Redfall and Starfield coming up then. And then I have some more information about Redfall. Are you looking forward to either one of those, Buff? Uh, Starfield, I mean, I'm like interested. And honestly, Redfall, I haven't really seen anything about it. So that's one of those things where uh i could potentially get into them and play them like partially it, it, regardless i'm still interested in, in watching that stuff whether or not i have time to dedicate to play it or not gotcha yeah it looks interesting we're going to talk about it um just a little bit more in the next quick shot um but i always 
I kind of look forward to these showcases just because I kind of get into like just what's going on with gaming and stuff like that. It's usually like I watch them for like 30 minutes and there's like five minutes or even less, like two minutes of cool shit. Um, but yeah, the two main ones and uh, Redfall and Starfield could get also caught up in kind of the talked about in court with the whole Activision, Microsoft, Xbox deal. It, it could be wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess the next one. I'll send it. Um, the, the next one is actually talking about Redfall. So you mentioned how you hadn't heard much about it. Talk about it just a little bit. Um, I guess like the overall premise of it, um, it's being made by Arcade, um, is that you're in a town. Believe it or not, the town's called Redfall. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, I should have said something. I should have said something. This show stinks. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, there, there's vampires try to take over, and then you have to, like, craft guns and uh, everything and try to take him out. Essentially, I wasn't that excited about it, but this article talks about it playing similar to Far Cry. Um, and okay. I, I kind of like the Far Cry games a fair amount. And this guy's sniper rifle actually looks insane. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if you can see it very good. Uh, the guy on the left. It's a large sniper rifle. That's for It is a large firearm. And anytime <laughs> yeah. you have... Large firearms. I'm interested, okay? I'm going to take a look at it. Probably um, not firing 22, that's for sure. <laughs> yep. So I was, <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I thought this was interesting. So in this article, I did, another thing I learned in this article is Sports Illustrated apparently has a gaming section. So this is an article from Sports Illustrated. Okay. Um, but it talks about how Arcane, the studio making Redfall, called in some of the developers from the Doom franchise to help them fine-tune the FPS elements of the game. Um so I thought that was pretty cool because Doom knows how to make a first-person shooter. Um, yeah. The article says, quote, to make sure the gunplay met and exceeded those expectations, the team brought in FPS experts from outside Arcane, including some of the development staff who work on Doom. One feature Bear believes will help Redfall stand out is how weapons tie in with the cursed town Redfall takes place in. Uh, he goes on to say, um, you can really customize uh, your your guns with random modifiers. You can also outfit them with vampire hunting tools. A rifle with a stake for a bayonet may be the only way to permanently end certain vampires. Excuse me. Some have stake launchers with improvised ammo, such as fireplace pokers, whilst others come with mounted UV lights. So uh, what they went on to That's say, cool. this is what I thought. Um, while some expected Redfall to be a Left for Dead with vampires, which is kind of what I thought, like just a zombie horde mode shooter, it sounds like it's going to have more of a story and a plot to it. And uh, Smith and Bear told Game Trader it plays more like Far Cry. Um, so it sounds like there might be some more quests and stuff to do to kind of overthrow the vampire gang. But it sounds like you can make some pretty wild, wild, uh, wild weapons. I like, I like zombie shooters and stuff. I don't think I've ever shot a vampire. I'll be honest with you. So I'd be all right. <laughs> and it should run pretty good if the Doom folks are helping. Yeah, it's I, I think that those guys, like you said, definitely know how to make good FPSs. So sounds pretty interesting. I want to see some gameplay. <laughs> there there are a few on the on the uh trailers, like little snippets, not just like a, okay, not like full out okay. gameplay of a mission or anything like that. Okay, okay. Are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. Boom. The next thing, this show is so trash. Oh my God. Okay. The next thing I wanted to talk about, um, you guys have probably heard about this, but I think it's kind of a big deal. Um, Bungie was acquired by uh, Sony a while back. 
um, a couple years ago. Was it a couple years ago? It seems like it. Maybe a year or so ago. And we didn't really hear anything about it. Um, but this article and then uh, covers one of the tweets um, by their studio head. Uh, shared an update regarding his 11 years working on Destiny, culminating in more than 25 releases. He then followed up with a tweet. This is the big deal. In which he shared that there are several unannounced projects in the work at Bungie. So, you know, Bungie makes Destiny. They were some of the original Halo developers. Mm-hmm. And encouraged developers to apply for open roles within the company. With the support of Sony, we are working on a number of unannounced projects to come join us, he says in a follow-up tweet. And then if you'll recall, recall tying this into another story, I know you guys watched the show. Okay, you're big scope fans. You love it here. We've already talked about this. But one of the things to keep in mind here is that in October 2022, rumors circulated that the company may be rebooting its marathon IP as an extraction-based escape from Tarkov-style FPS game. While industry insider Jeff Grubb shared that he'd also heard the same, there was little hard evidence to support the rumor. So that's one of the things that's allegedly one of the titles that they're going to be working on as far as a lot of projects. The article from PC Games in goes on to talk about a whole bunch of stuff about how they want to make Bungie a lot bigger studio with the support of Sony. Uh, sounds like Sony's going to try to make like Bungie their Bethesda that like Microsoft has to make new games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it sounds like the Marathon IP coming back, which I thought was cool. Marathon, super, super old <laughs> IP coming back into, of course, an extraction-based game. So... Yeah, Bungie sounds like Bungie's gonna be uh making a lot of stuff. I've never I just Googled Marathon really quick because I haven't really heard of it. So I mean, do we have any information on that IP? It looked it looked pretty cool from the screenshots I saw. It, I don't know how old it is, but it's pretty old. That's something if if they brought that up as like a Tarkov extraction type thing, I think that'd be pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty old. I barely remember anything about it. Like when I was younger, and I'm old, like old, when I was younger, it came on a, my, my mom back in the day used to have uh, like Macintosh computers, they were called at the time, and she got this yeah. Macworld magazine, and it came with a, a disc, like a, a demo disc, and there was like a little marathon play thing on there, is what I remember, and I messed with it a little bit, so like, it's real old. I guess I could Google it. It looks, it looks kind of, yeah. <laughs> I can see some of this, like the art looks. I see some relatively new art, but then yeah, the the game screens I'm seeing look pretty, <laughs> like old original Doom type stuff is what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah, 1994 for the Apple okay. Macintosh. Yeah, right, so pretty new. <laughs> yeah, 1994, vintage, vintage. Love it. So that's coming back in an extraction type mode that'd be pretty it's pretty sweet man i i some like semi-futuristic thing like that or maybe far futuristic just from what i'm seeing the screenshots yeah and i'm all for it it could similar be uh it could be uh similar to the uh cycle frontier it's a game i'm looking for for those of you playing at home um the cycle frontier (laughs) is like a okay yeah extraction mode but hopefully uh, the game the game mode will keep evolving right people will see what works what doesn't work and mm-hmm. that type of that type of game will start to get better the yeah, next one the next one you're ready for this one you are oh, i'm always ready direct contact whoa there it you, is you wanted this has been asked for by buff himself to talk about 
And I, I want yeah. you to fill me in on what's going on. So this is this game's still in. Uh, I think it's. I'm not sure if it's early access yet or or where it is right now. But they did release some some new gameplay on their channel the other day. And this is one of those indie titles that I am really really looking forward to. This is a game that's just looked. Not only does it look amazing, I think it, they just changed it to unreal engine from unreal engine four to five uh late the last half there of 2022 but this is like if, you, if you're for like a grounded team base experience this is, looks really really good almost like a ground branch uh type game uh but looks like a larger scale you plan out missions and things like that there's a firing range you can call in air support uh, the weapon customization and everything like that looks great. So this is like a very, very grounded, realistic type milsim for the most part, I would say. Um, and you can see in the in the, the the trailer that we're seeing here, the the uh, like being able to detain hostages. Same thing we see in like Ground Branch and that stuff. So um, this it looks amazing. I think the footage you guys are seeing here really doesn't do it justice. You go look at it and try and like up it into the the highest resolution available on their channel and look at the full gameplay because it's awesome. I was I, I was really impressed when I saw this gameplay just a couple of years ago. I was kind of blown away with how good it looked. So this I think is one of my more anticipated indie games, and you can see like the weapon builds and the attachments there. Like we see some, some six hour MCX vertices and fours market marketing. Um, the builds just look super, super tactical and, and, and realistic. And this is one of those games. If you guys are a fan of like sandstorm, things like that, it, it really kind of looks and feels like a large, large scale sandstorm thing where there's one mission. So I think it's only PVE right now, but again, it's like you and a squad, go in so very similar to like something like ground branch and in, in those games but a, a lot larger of a scale you can call an a10 support f18 hornets uh, apache gunships things like that so there's a lot of cool things with this game i'm really this is like this is what this looks like uh probably my ideal shooter <laughs> so this is one of those games i want it to come out fully and then i want this ported over to consoles as well um, so more people can get their hands on this because it's a sh it would be a shame if only the PC community got this. I think this is this is like a a, con a lot of console players' wet dream. I I think if it just were to come out. So what if the console players got PCs? No, I'm a bad person. I'm sorry. I didn't crash mean that. crash you I'm sorry. in your logic. Okay, I I I don't know I where you think you're that. coming from here. I didn't but... mean that. That was out of line. I apologize. Well, I you look, hurt my feelings. Crash. I look forward to your letters. <laughs> <laughs> so two things i got out of that one the production team did a shitty job as usual picking the video to play so no i i know the video happy. is great i just i just think because mm. we have it condensed down because we have to have our ugly faces on here you really can't see like you can't see it you what you want to do is go to and make it full screen and, and watch like gameplay in the trailer and, and to get the full uh immersion especially the sound like the sound effects are awesome the audio they're doing is just mind-blowing especially when you're calling in a10 support and stuff like that and the explosions like when you see explosions wow <laughs> it's it really is pretty crazy like what unreal engine 5 is capable of is just very very impressive will you will you allow me to be an asshole for a minute please well i'm not calling anybody out <laughs> but 
I've been I've been weirded out by uh how tactical first person shooters are received. And it's this thing yeah. I it's this thing I've been noticing lately. Uh this game uh uh Enric is called uh direct contact that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um one thing that I've been noticing and I find it odd is that there are a lot of YouTube channels that make videos about them and these mm-hmm. games get massive massive views. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of views. But then when they come out, nobody plays them. It's it's so weird. Um even even insurgency, um even back mm-hmm. when I played it a few years ago, you could make an insurgency video like uh Abel uh Green who made a lot of insurgency content, great views, sometimes you know tens of hundreds of thousands of views, but every time I would log in to play it, it shows a player count it'd be like 2000 people. And then I mean even like we talked about Battlefield 3 mod um, mm-hmm. reality mod everyone yeah. was so excited about that one and now you can't even find a server and the views on those videos got i don't know i'm it's just weird i don't want to be a debbie downer or a butthole um i i i really think and i i see the same thing and i agree with you i really think a lot of because this is an indie indie title but sandstorm i mean that's that's like i don't know if you can consider it triple a but that's probably that's larger a. than an, that yeah exactly it's larger than an indie project but um, I think the one thing with these indie titles is like the early access stuff like that might be hurting, hurting the hype a little bit instead of just like the anticipation and then the, the big release. But I really think we're in, we're in the, the time where, cause like you said, Sandstorm's a great point that came out on PC. And I remember I was watching it on like Twitch at the time. And I was like, man, I want to play this so bad. It looks amazing. And I didn't have my PC at the time. So I, I couldn't, I really think the the market for these types of shooters on consoles is huge and we just can't get our hands on them so that's the whole reason i i ended up getting you know i got a streaming pc but i wanted to make sure i was able to play some of these games like world war three was the first one i was like holy crap i need a pc to play this sandstorm all that and sandstorm came out on console like i don't know what the player count is but we were always finding games with new players and having a blast so i i really think like something like this i mean the potential and i think the hype that you see on the, on, the views seem like they're relatively good especially on some of the gameplay that we see from the other channels who are who are testing and stuff but if they were to re- be able to release on every platform i think that would and i don't know if you do cross play or not but i think really having it available only on pc or like only console just hurts hurts the game you know I think that's always going to be a problem if that's the case. And that makes sense. Um, there's a bunch of people that can't play it. It's, that could be why a lot of Tarkov viewerships really high console folks can't play it. But I, you I look think at, that's... You a, look at any Tarkov video and everyone's like, is this on Is this on console? When's it coming to console? That's what everyone always asks if they don't have PC. Yeah. I think that's always going to be an issue. Like, if you're yeah. a console player and you truly want to play these games, because, mm-hmm. I mean, as a solo or any developer studio, it's so much easier to develop for PC. Mm-hmm. get it on steam it you can do yourself it's way right. harder way harder to get a dev kit for console import that mm-hmm. over and it's way harder to update it's just it's i think that's going to be an issue um for forever probably but that makes sense i didn't think of that i'm an idiot but i also think content because i know like sandstorm is to stay with that example like content has been just kind of like on life support i'd say um and when they do come out with the new the new seasons and stuff it's just like you know there's not a whole lot there it's like two weapons 
and some clothes and some maps. I mean, granted, one of the updates they did previously was huge, but content, 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 content is king. You look at Call of Duty as, as an example, the player base can be like weaning off, but whenever there's a new season, everyone's back on. So I really think like, and indie studios can't keep up with that either. They can't, they can't. So that's, that's a problem. You know, if, if a double A studio, like, like who's making Sandstorm can't, bring out like an insane amount of content i don't know i really think that's one of the big factors as well because once like you you mentioned with sandstorm that initial push with the videos and lots of views then then everything dies off because everybody's seen it all and i i know um ismc mod when that came out like the views for that were crazy um hundreds of thousands on, on some of the some of the guys videos and then after everyone had seen it and experienced it those views get lower and lower and lower but like things like new weapons uh a lot of new weapons cosmetics that's what like the player base for these type of games i feel like wants something they want different content than what like you're getting from a a bigger game like call of duty they want more weapons they want more cosmetics things like that um and just gameplay features is like the big thing because the tactical shooter communities they want different things so that just that's something that needs to be delivered Okay, but still being an asshole. Um, also, <laughs> I feel like there could. I feel like there's also a group of people, sometimes myself included, that's like, dude, I I want a super hardcore game. Like, I want it to be so like real. And then mm-hmm. you play it, and you're like, oh shit, this is kind of hard and not as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. And like a lot of games like that, which are great, like Squad Insurgency, they take time. Like to, yeah. to get over that hump to where you find the joy in it, to where you get used to right. it, because you have to play completely different. And I feel like, I feel like there's also a fair amount of people that don't make that, don't make it through that first learning curve. And I've been a little bit guilty of that, but I, I really, I played a fair amount of Insurgency on PC and I did really enjoy it. Same with Tarkov. I got, I got through that and Squad too. I played a decent amount of Squad and really enjoy that. And you, it's just a different, it's a different mindset and it's a completely different way to play. And I, I think sometimes people aren't ready for that when they start. And that's me talking completely out of my ass. So there you go. No. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, it's yeah. It's like, I think that's like, that's more, that's also a lot to do with where our society is. It's like quick rewards. That's why I think call of duty does so well is just, yeah, you can it's accessible. Quickly. Everyone can play. Yeah. But I think, you know, to your point, when you put in the time to these games that that have a large learning curve, it's so rewarding when you learn it and you can get to that point where you're just having a blast. It, I I love those kind of games. Like when I have to, I like having to get in there and not know what the heck's going on. And it takes like weeks or months for me to get to a spot where I'm like good and everything. I like the games with large learning curves. I think. I think those are it's much more rewarding when you do that but not that's not for everybody so i don't know but there's more enough of a large community out there to keep these games popular so it really just kind of comes down i i don't know what the answer is i mean you bring up a good point i i I don't know what the answer is i really think content is also a big problem too yeah i just think and i i think we did it i think we did an exquisite job of illustrating some of the issues with with tactical indie (laughs) games there's a fair amount of them and they look awesome and we all want them to succeed, but there's just some of those built-in problems, like the challenge mm-hmm. to get the console, the learning curve to enjoy them that people aren't always ready for, like all that stuff. 
the the yeah. inability to keep up with content that people are used to with AAA games. Like right. So I, I just wanted to I wanted to address those, and I think we did a great job. And I know we're stay, staying with quick shots, so I'll, I'll make this really, really quick. Look at World War Three. I think World War Three, if that were on available on Xbox and, and PlayStation, uh, those player numbers would be through the roof. So, but I think you'd start. To, I think the people bitching on Twitter about the lack of content would also be through the roof because people are used to those AAA games on console getting maps mm-hmm. all the time. It's like, dude. World War Three needs content, man. Like they've yeah, had, yeah. they've had well, one that, new map in five years, yeah. five years, yeah. and they've added a map. So, so there's, there's the prime example of content, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the content. There's these three things working against them, and there's a exactly. bunch of people rooting for them. So we'll see. Hopefully, someone can get it, get it figured mm-hmm. out because it's a huge challenge. And that's where my whole rabbit hole of procedurally generated maps comes into that we will not talk about now because I could talk about it for a really long time. All right, are you ready? For the next ready. quick shot yeah well you might be ready but the production team isn't uh-oh so the bum, next bum, thing bum. i wanted to talk about is how i've gotten everything demonetized by saying cuss words today have you heard about that have you had any problems with the new youtube demonetization stuff i have not um i try not to swear too much but I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I um, haven't had any issues with it yet. So hopefully tonight's not the first. Um, there's been uh, a lot of stuff. They've behind the scenes. The policy hasn't changed the wording of it. They have added a couple things. Like the more you say, you can't. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so you add. Um, they've changed. Like uh, the S word is the same as the F word. And then um, they are really starting to like limit ads and age restrict creators videos who haven't had that before. Um, The other scary thing that they changed is a lot of video games have been getting um, hit with limited ads and demonetized for gore and violence for just video gameplay. That's always, I mean, there's literally YouTube gaming for playing video games. Um, But I've been watching, um, some Gold React stuff, one of my guilty pleasures. And there's been a lot of large content creators even playing MMOs with like sword fighting and stuff mm-hmm. that have been demonetized and they've talked to their 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 big channels. So, I mean, it's a lot of money that they're losing. Right. And they're talking to their YouTube reps and they're saying, yeah, we looked at it again. Here you can see you were fighting this character with a sword. There was blood. So they're age restricting stuff. It's really sketchy. That's that's really weird. <laughs> I don't I don't like that at all. I think that's uh why would that why would that be why they change so they put in, yeah, why would they change it like that when people have built channels on that and then it's like, oh sorry, you built your identity with this, but now you can't make money from it. What? How does that make any sense? So yeah, so in this Deserto article um, there's a whole bunch of uh, creators that tweet out like showing their ads, getting uh, limited ads because of profanity, talking about South Park, showing South Park clips um, and just gaming demonetization. Uh, RT uh, Daniel was the one who I was talking about. So he's literally just playing like even like what I would consider like more youth oriented games in every single mm-hmm. one of his videos. 1.1 million, 46, 465,000, 1.2 million, 1.2.8 million. All these games, like he's playing Smash Brothers and they got, <laughs> they got ad suitability. They got age restricted. Um, 
the first one, I guess, was the Quarry, a horror game that he was playing and making fun of. And he goes on to talk about it. Moist Critic was talking to all those super large uh, content creators talked about it. I was just curious if you'd seen anything like that. Um, but yeah, the main thing I guess um, they're saying from YouTube is don't cuss in the first eight seconds of your video because that'll like automatically get you uh, limited ads. And then, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, it, it could be a big deal. And the other thing is, um, the, uh, the head of YouTube gaming, uh, used to be, uh, Fwiz and the one that's now is so much more quiet on like social media and less interactive. So you don't really know, like if it's something they're aware of, if it's a backend change that they don't even realize is messing with people because they're not really communicating at all. So it's, it's just sketchy and something for people to keep an eye out about. I mean, now that you're saying this, I just looked at my creator dashboard and I have like one of my live streams. Got hit with monetization for dollar sign. It's like saying snuff, but it says dollar sign N-U-F-F content found during. So 44.14 through 44.15. So a whopping 31 seconds of something made the entire two-hour stream ineligible for money. That's cool. Love that. So that's apparently happening. Um, it doesn't hurt me too me. much. My channel stinks and I make chicken nugget money from YouTube, but like, uh, I'm worried for a lot of creators, a lot of larger creators and stuff. That's, that's, and shitty. it doesn't even say ad revenue paid to copyright owner. Like, uh, and so at that point in time, I am at the, there's like at the menus of the game. So that's neat. I I can't wait to watch that and see. It's not like it's not telling me. Yeah, that's stupid, dude. Literally. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's in the middle of like gameplay. And apparently Weird. there's copyrighted material that someone claimed. So that's cool. Love that. Weird, man. Yeah, there's a lot of sketchy stuff going on. And then they change that and tons of creators. Um, and I don't even know. I don't even know if it's a uh if it's a, a bug that they're not aware of because that RT Daniel who had all those views on those videos talked to a rep and they personally reviewed it. And after they reviewed the Corey one, they demonetized, like they limited the rest of them on his channel. So it's like, yeah, it seems like YouTube does like a one step forward, two steps back thing all the time. Like they do some really cool stuff for gaming and discoverability with like shorts and stuff like that for, for gaming creators. And then they do shit like this and it's just, Oh, 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 oh shoot, man. Come on. Darn, they, dang, name it, name it, blah, blah, blah. They do stuff like this. What is, what's like a non-curse with like, dang, nab it. Uh, Dumb it, man. I'm always like, cheese and rice. Cheese and, yeah. What do we God. start saying now? God dandruff. Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> God <It's>, dandruff. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's what the up. What the flip? Shut what the, the flip. front door, man. I don't know. I can't. That's such a that's such a poo poo thing. It's trash. It, it's trash. <laughs> so anyway, that's going on. Something to keep an eye out. Me and Buff are gonna have to watch our mouths because we make so just, much money from this show. Wait, I just gotta say, like, man, ain't nobody saying Twitch isn't much better. And like, that's true. But also, Twitch lets like girls pretty much be naked in hot tubs, showing their tits to everybody. But okay, dude, Twitch, <laughs> I, Twitch, Twitch is just like backwards. I don't know what's dude, going. Twitch I don't is know jacked, what's man. Going. I they swear when be the, like only fans, but also you can't 
swear. <laughs> Everything they do at Twitch is RNG, man. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, they're just man. like, uh, this person did something bad. Let's roll a dice, and this is how long they get banned. That one, you have- that, that one girl got caught having intercourse, yeah, like legit dude. intercourse, and it was like five or six days. Yeah, just have back, sex on stream. Oh, five day ban. It, it, I just can't imagine like being a parent today and be like, oh yeah, mom, just watching like these gamers on Twitch. And like, you're basically, if you're like a, a young teen, like you can, that's basically porn to you. Like, I mean, it is yeah. pretty much porn to me. Like at my yeah. age now, it's like, it's like, oh, you're not on, oh, it's okay. Little Billy's not on Pornhub. He's just watching, you know, so-and-so on Twitch. And it's just like hot, hot tub stream. And the girl's like, AS, ASMR. Oh, dude, that stuff is so weird, man. I'm going to eat some food. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to get you guys all hot and Woo. hot and bothered there. Whoa, calm, cool down. Turn the fans on, guys. That was steamy. Wow. Whoa. I think Whoa. you have a future in it. So maybe I might. Would, maybe that, maybe that I need to go over to Twitch full time. Maybe that's but what they make so much money doing that. And the people that send money to that is so weird. That's a whole that's a whole thing. Just that's not a quick shot at all. Suck on the microphone and and shit. Oh god gosh. Darn, I swore. It's bad, man. It's bad. All right, the next one. The next one. <laughs> let's let's move on because we could get the whole <laughs> we could get the whole Twitch thing forever. We're gonna get banned anyway. Um I wanted to talk. We only have a couple more. Uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us on this not so quick shot episode. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is where Tarkov's at recently, and I, I get a lot of my Tarkov news um, and kind of what's going on in the community from the podcast with Jesse Kazam and Veritas. They have an awesome show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watch it. If you guys are interested in Tarkov, it's fun to listen to those guys talk. Um, they're super awesome creators, um, and it's just like such a mixed bag with Tarkov. I played it. I'm a level three Tarkover. I did now four. I did a few raids and got a couple quests done um, just to check it out. And it runs like hot garbage, dude. Like I didn't even go to streets yet. Um, and the audio, they completely jacked the audio, dude. Like um, Veritas did a video. What? What's the matter? I'm, I just laugh. I'm just laughing about. What's your problem, man? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Ignore um, me. So, yeah. Streets does look sick at 20 frames a second with a massive memory leak. Um, so yeah, it's like, dude, it's so jacked. Um, the audio, uh, Veritas did a really cool video where you actually listen. He has a straw poll in the comments and he plays different clips of the game and you, uh, have to try to tell where the audio is. It's multiple guests, like where they're at. And he put some in with the old steam engine and like 90% of people got it right. Like front, mm-hmm. back, left, right. And then with the new engine, he played some of the same clips and like it was just 50 50 split or third split. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knew it was all random. So like the audio is bad. Yeah. I got, I, I yeah. experienced it firsthand. I swore um, someone was in front of me and I got smoked in the back of the head. Like I heard him in bushes and shoot and I thought they were in front of me. I was looking this way and I just got domed in the back of the head. Um, he was actually behind me. Um, that happened. I, that, I haven't played this wipe, but I mean, even the past couple wipes since I think they did like Steam Audio, it's been, it's been crazy. Like it, the audio used to be really, really good in Tarkov, and then, like you said, it's just really random. You'll think somebody's in front of you, and they'll be behind you, and like above you. It, it's really. It seems like, like you said, it's kind of fifty-fifty if you're hearing them in the right spot or not. 
Um, I was watching Pestilli, and he was saying the same thing. Yep, it's it's bad. And then um, the uh, oh, what else was I gonna say? Um, the the streets map is running terrible. Um, I even watched some streamers playing it, and they were saying to get like thirty frames, they were having to restart the game every time they queued in. It'll oh take like God. fifteen minutes to wait. And then um, yeah, the memory leaks bad. So like as you start playing, it just gets worse. And like every time scavs spawn in, like player scavs, the server hangs for everybody for like oh a second. God. So like you can you can tell like when all that stuff goes down. And it's just like it's running rough. And then they, they just add some really cool content. Streets is like a crazy cool map. And then it's plagued by all these issues that have been a problem. Mm -hmm. They talked about how the scavs have been like lasering people 150 meters through bushes. Like not fun at all. And then um, a lot of gameplay balance issues with like how how crazy the uh, soft skills are. Like how big the difference is. Like the game is about looting. Um, the game is about looting, but you can't even like carry a bunch of stuff out. Like if you're if you're a level one and you're trying to get a bunch of loot. And you get just a modest amount of stuff in a small backpack. Like, you can't walk. You can't even run. Like, you just get, you it makes it not fun at all. Um, so, there's just a lot of problems with it. I was sorely, sorely disappointed um, in the audio performance. But it is a one-on-one game. I don't want to sound like it's all trash. They added some cool stuff. They added some cool guns, the AUG and the shrimp conversion. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, some people are amped. A lot of the, it seems like a lot of the veterans are bummed with how everything feels, and then like a lot of new players are like, "This is the coolest shit ever," which I which I was too. I will admit when I first started, and then some of that stuff starts wearing on you after a while. I feel like, yeah, performance is definitely a big thing. I mean, maybe it, it sucks, but that's just unfortunately probably a map people are going to need to like semi avoid until it gets uh, sorted out a little bit more. I mean, the good thing is there's a lot of really good maps that play really well. So uh, obviously everybody just wants to play streets because we've been waiting forever for it. But if it's, if it's that bad, I wonder if battle state will like take it down for a while, which I don't think they would do. I think we'll just see additional patches, which I'll battle state. I'll give them credit. I mean, they do a lot of stuff and they're very transparent about like, Hey, we're doing overnight patches game will be unavailable. So it seems like they're always on top of the, of what they're doing. Hopefully they can get this one sorted out because uh, it's. I think this is the first new map and since I've been playing. What was the last new map? I mean, there's been expansions, but I can't remember. Lighthouse. What the... Lighthouse wasn't too long ago. That was with the twelve twelve wipe last year. The oh lighthouse yeah, map. lighthouse. Okay, okay. That is that was a new and then one. It was, before that, before that, it was like reserve. Maybe I yep, can't remember. Yep. Yep. Okay. It was yes. reserve. So. Yeah, I I I've been playing for a couple of years at this point. So it, new maps, everybody always wants to jump in. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe that I mean maybe just the sheer amount of people queuing is also causing problems. But it seems like there's a lot of of issues. I'm sure. Hopefully it is, they get it sorted out. Yeah, I do too. And it's kind of a shame since they got delayed several years to get to streets. Yeah. Like it kind of became a meme, and then a lot of the reason behind it was the the need for uh, optimization. And then it comes out, and it's still just yeah rough. and i'm not saying like i've said it before there's so much going on netcode wise with tarkov like absolutely insane um, there always has been though there, oh there's i know. always been but i mean even i think even more Pictures so on advantage. streets because there's like so much more uh 
there's so much more loot. There's a lot more mm-hmm. player scabs. There's just so much more information for the server to keep track of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been pretty rough. I guess. Yeah, I need to, I need to, uh, upgrade my PC before I can jump back in. Unfortunately, the game has become too much for my, uh, three year old streaming PC to handle. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to my buddy Wall, who's been on the show before, and he's like, I just saw a guy playing streets at 120 frames. I was like, really? What was his rig? He's like, uh, he had a 4090 with an i1300K or 14900K or whatever the latest one is, and like 13, 13900K and DDR5 6800 RAM. And I was nice, like, nice. oh, okay. So like a $9,000 machine and you're playing. So cool. <laughs> you're good to go, man. <laughs> cool. Um yeah, so the last thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about how wild Tarkov's been. Um, this has been a wild one. Oh, uh, we got some new game. <laughs> we gotta even say it with straight face. We got some new gameplay from the day before. Have you seen this stuff? Uh I did, yeah. Any of the co- <laughs> any of the any of the coverage of it and stuff? I did, um, yep. Actually, actually really wild. Uh what's up, Blue? Hey man. Yeah, yeah, Tarkov's perfect. Hop in, it's great. It's 1.0 release. Just, just get in there, you'll love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so the day before, this has gotten tons of coverage from like uh, Big Fry and others. Um, a lot of FPS YouTubers have talked about it. It is sketchy as <laughs> Okay, it's real sketchy. Um, one of the things that people notice is, so NVIDIA, and it gets really weird because this is a game that's been delayed by a year. It's allegedly supposed to come out in March, I believe. And everyone was talking about it. It's the, like the second most wishlisted game on steam. We don't even really know exactly. They call it like an FPS MMO, but we don't exactly, we don't even know what the gameplay loop is like or anything. And it's just really sketchy. It's been a lot of cutscenes, a lot of pre-rendered stuff. Um, people, I mean, the, the graphics have been stunning, but they almost all look pre-rendered, so they're really sketchy. Um, supposed to be an Unreal 5. And so everyone was thinking instant scam. They have a lot of weird videos that they've posted about Fnatic. Um, and then Big Fry, in Big Fry's video, uh, he talked about, and I watched it, after the NVIDIA CES keynote, where they posted a little bit of gameplay. So what's weird is we all thought this was a scam, and then NVIDIA got behind it. So was like, so is it legit now? Because like NVIDIA is showing it off with the LSS3 and stuff. It's like, and it's going to be on GeForce now and stuff like that. So like maybe, I mean, you would think they would have to show NVIDIA some stuff, like some right. gameplay that it's actually a real game. But then they put out the Day in the Life video from their studio and how they're working all across. And essentially all it was, was they were promoting an app that they make, a collaboration app, random shots of people like all around the world sitting on Lenovo laptops, which was a sponsor. So they were pushing their, (laughs) and then they were talking, they're pushing their partnerships and their other app. And then they were talking about like, um, how they were all volunteers, which is something we've talked about on the show before, which is weird. And then they talked about this guy was getting evicted from his apartment. And it's like, well, you don't pay him anything. Like just the weirdest video, dude. And like, it showed one of them being a DJ. And then the marketing guy, he's like, yes, I'm responsible for the marketing. And I'm on, on their app, on their software they're pushing. And he's like, I'm responsible for the marketing and I'm a volunteer. It's like, dude, it's so weird. 
I get such bad vibes from it. And at this point, I'm like, it's, it's, I'm sitting there with my popcorn. Like, what's this going to be? I, I'm kind of like blown away because yeah, I mean, what they're showing looks great, but I, I agree, especially that gameplay they showed last week in that trailer looked extremely pre-rendered. I mean, this game has been going on for a while and I'm just thinking like, it's really strange. We haven't seen like some sort of actual gameplay demo because this is clearly, you know, some of this old third person shooting that we're seeing in some of that in even the first person stuff just looks very, really, really pre-rendered. There's something going on. Like they haven't, so they weird, haven't shown, they haven't shown like straight gameplay at all, which is, yeah. And it comes out meme. allegedly in like two months and I'm oh, well, getting some 2042 vibes already. <laughs> it's so weird. If they do anything, guys, if they do a pre-order thing, if they Don't do, do like a Kickstarter or Indiegogo or something, just stay away, dude. Like yeah. if they do a GoFundMe, I just support you guys. And I would have been like, I would have been like a hundred percent on the, this is a scam train, but then NVIDIA came in and it's like so weird, dude. It's so weird. It's just going to be, I'm just kind of like sitting back and watching like, what is, how is this going to play out? I have no <laughs> yeah. clue. Why does it just be this like game of the year, massive success or something? That's unlikely though, but. Well, I don't fun. know. I always say stuff and then the opposite happens. So maybe. Maybe. And then you can make a YouTube video that Crash is responsible for the success of Day Before. You all are welcome. <laughs> so that's the last news story I had. It's a crazy one. Do you okay, I'll ask you before we before we get off of it, do you think it's a scam or do you think it's a legit game? Do you think there's like anything there with like the NVIDIA news and the weird videos and I mean there's gotta be something there, but I uh, for something that's supposed to be coming out in two months and they haven't shown like straight up this is what the game is yet. Like from all I've seen and watched, I really don't know what the game like is supposed to be and stuff yet. And we haven't seen gameplay. So I think it's going to be a real thing, but I think it's going to be not at all what they're showing, if that makes sense. Cool. So I guess, I guess it's a scam on some level for sure. <laughs> something's got to be weird. Yeah. Something's going to be off with it. I mean, it's one of those things. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. And those are the vibes yeah. that I get. Right. All right. Well, if you guys have anything in chat you would like to talk about, um, chat Q&A, you got a second for that, Buff? Yep, let's do it. Cool. Uh, first off, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, really, really, really appreciate you guys. Um, we're 30 minutes later than usual. I was busy. Buff was busy. We're here. Um, so we appreciate you guys being a little bit flexible and popping in. Uh, the chat is always awesome. I uh, really enjoy listening to you guys. And uh, what's up? Also, um, podcast has been doing really good uh the audio version so that is a thing if you guys are interested in that and we're just gonna keep i say it every week but we're gonna keep trying to get better with the show uh buff and i have some ideas and we just want to keep getting better we want this to be a really well produced and cool fps news show um so yeah thank you guys yeah thank you appreciate it guys <laughs> anthem question mark god i hope not <laughs> um earthy teddy what's the first gun you guys bought shot you want to uh well ar-15 100 <laughs> percent. nice so the pretty first straight, pretty standard response i think here <laughs> in most of america but the we'll first... see maybe crash will put me wrong 
I mean, we're how far back are we going, man? The first gun I shot would have been a. I have it actually. Uh, still, hey, it's a Remington five ten Target Master twenty two, uh, bolt action single shot twenty two, and then my first gun that was mine that I had was I had a Daisy BB gun lever action, not a Red Rider, the cheaper one, when I was <laughs> like four, and then um. First gun I bought, man. Uh, my first gun I bought was in middle school on my birthday. I bought a Benelli Nova, uh, pump action, Ooh. twelve gauge for hunting. And then wow. the next gun I bought, very expensive, um, a Target shotgun, a Kragoff, uh, KX5 German handmade shotgun, in high school. I didn't play sports. I worked so I could buy fancy shotguns. I have some really fancy shotguns. Yeah, you're a shotgun guy. Yeah. That's what I did competitively. And then uh, in college, competed in college in shotgun shooting and all that stuff. So, yeah. Man Named Nobody says his first weapon was an F2000 and an MX9 at a range at a mall. <laughs> they have ranges crazy. at malls? Uh, I don't know what mall that is, but I need to go there. <laughs> but an <laughs> F2000, I mean, F2000, that's just, that's crazy that that's A at a, at a, at a range period. Yeah, that's wild. That's a, yeah. That's actually wild. No, I've never, uh, I've never shot one, uh, one of those for sure. I just yeah, like I'm not not crazy not crazy into rifles. I got into it later. Like I was all like shotgun shooting, practice shotgun shooting. And then uh in college, um I shot on a team, on a league team, like a local traveling team, with an older guy who was a sponsored shooter for Colt, a pistol competitive pistol shooter. And he kind of got me into that and like kind of taught me how to shoot handguns. And um, then I got into it a little bit more and the range that we had by our college um, had a lot of iron. And then I did like a couple three guns um, with friends, three gun competitions. Those were really fun. I suck at it, but they're fun. I was good at the shotgun part. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, got into more like rifles and stuff like later in life with building ARs and my lever guns. And then I have my, my handguns, a few of those. 19 i'm a big 1911 fan oh yeah i've never shot a 1911 but i i would love to that's what that one is on the wall beautiful oh you can see it oh. Um, oh. it's a wilson combat oh yeah that's wilson. really nice wilson oh combat. there you go yeah, nice it's, it's a good one those are good yeah those are sweet it's fun to shoot um oh glock guy look out <laughs> Teddy loves Glocks. Careful. A lot of people do. There are. I've never shot one, but I have I, you. I really haven't shot that many pistols, but I've shot a few. But the other thing, so you're familiar with like shotgun gauges, right? Like the lower the number, the bigger the gauge. Mm -hmm. Everybody shoots the yeah. gauge. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have a few ten gauges, and then so bigger than twelve, and then my dad has a uh, eight gauge. Have you ever seen an eight gauge round? No. <laughs> it's a so big, big boy. So this is a standard twelve gauge target load. 
this is an eight gauge <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i don't know i have these here because they're funny to play with holy crap so this this is an eight gauge this one here except for killing dinosaurs or what <laughs> um so they're really cool so i get into like the history of like old large bore shotguns that's what they used to use back in the days waterfowl hunting for market hunters so back in the day like like early 1900s, a job you could have was a market hunter. Like you hunted waterfowl for your job. Like you hunted waterfowl, cleaned them, sold the meat to restaurants and stuff out east. So like that was a thing. So they used these massive shotguns. Some of them called punt guns, which were like okay. attached to the boat. And some of them are like <laughs> six inches in diameter, just these massive guns. And they would be in these little, these little boats and they'd sneak out in on like the larger lakes, like some on the Great Lakes and stuff, like in amongst all these big piles of ducks and geese. And then when the mm -hmm. sun would rise in the morning, they'd just be in amongst them, sleep it, and then they'd just torch that thing off and then go pick them oh all up. God. Jesus. So like I, I got into the history of like large bore shotguns and they're pretty cool. My my dad has a really neat one. Um Yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> it's quite a bit yeah. larger than a twelve gauge. <laughs> I like my, I like my ten gauges quite a bit. Ten gauge fan. That's pretty insane. I need to do some uh I need to do some range streams from the from the range shooting shotguns i have i have sporting clays courses around here and we shoot we shoot sporting clays like once or twice a month at least oh there you go that'd be pretty fun but yes it'd be sweet 45 is god caliber it is god's caliber i love a 45 <laughs> yep but yeah that's about all i know does anybody have anything else they would like to discuss this was kind of a thrown together episode but it was pretty fun yeah, it's it's always good just to like talk through things. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like these these types of episodes. I do too. I like yeah, they're kind of chill, but still a lot of fun. And we get some news stories to talk about, and just kind of shoot the shit, talk with chat. Exactly. And, uh, it's pretty sweet. Over <laughs> the top or side stop, man and nobody asks. Probably over the top, just like the movie. There you go. <laughs> Do it John Wick. Do it John Wick style. That's right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not the fastest at that kind of stuff. I love his reloads in that because he'll like, he'll like load and then f like flip it over his shoulder and load underneath and then just like, <laughs> and I think it was John Wick 2 he was doing that. It was just like really cool to see. Yep. If you ever watch Keanu Reeves like on the range training for those movies, holy crap. Dude's a beast. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he trained at that wherever that big range is where all those celebrities go and do those runs all the time. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. I'm just yeah. I'm just like so trash compared to a lot of people uh that do it competitively at handgun shooting. Like it's not it's not my thing. Um but yeah. I got some uh yeah. I don't know if I could. I should do a video on my shotgun collection sometime. Some you should, one. man. But the the best advice I got from the from the professional shooter for Colt was so like I don't know if you guys can see. Um, so like you shoot it, you shoot a shotgun like this, right? Like you're you're like this. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, you're good at that, right? And I'm like, I'm okay. And he's like, well, so for you, just take your back hand and put it with your front hand. That's how you shoot your pistol. And I'm like, oh. 
Like, <laughs> so then like everything clicked for me and I just kind of pretended it was a long gun and then something just, so simple. Yeah. Yeah. So like not, you, you would never think of it like that. Probably like that's what he, that's what he taught me. And it's just like, Holy shit. Like then it <laughs> got a lot easier. I just pictured it like that. Like a whole new way to look at it. That's pretty intense. That's cool. That's quite a bit. So yeah, guys. Um, I guess. I am standing, Lib. I am standing. Got my standing desk up, man. It's sweet. Fancy. I get get into it. You nobody loves standing desk supremacy. That's right, master race. (laughs) But yeah. Anyway, guys, I guess that's it. Um, I guess I was supposed to do a let's ride since I'm wearing my Broncos hat to sign us out. Do it. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We should be back next week. Hoping to get some guests on the show. Keep getting better. We love you all. Thanks for being here. And remember, guys, Scope Country, let's ride.